You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Derek This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weinrub alongside Thomas Carinante, the city that sweeps once in a couple of months. The Yankees have swept the Miami Marlins on the road mostly, and I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say this. Thanks to Anthony Rizzo's contributions. Holy shit, are the Yankees lucky they acquired him at the deadline, or they're smart for acquiring him at the deadline. One of those two, either smart or extremely lucky, but oh my God, he's going to be a beloved fan favorite before too long. And he debuts along with Joey Gallo in pinstripes on Monday night. Get psyched. The Yankees win three games. They could have lost all three, uh, but they didn't. So we get to talk about three dubs. Domingo Herman goes on the IL. Don't think anybody's that upset about that because it means Nestor Cortez Jr. stays in the rotation. A lot of joy in a short weekend. And we're going to do a little hate update blasting the Boston Red Sox, who got swept by the Rays and whose fans are now making excuses, saying that they never expected to win the division all along. Yes, you did. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We'll be more than happy to answer those questions. Thomas Carinante, welcome to the podcast. Not the cleanest, easiest weekend of baseball, but the pitching is damn good. Rizzo is extremely clutch, and the Yankees win three baseball games in a row. They indeed did. How are we feeling, everybody? God, I, I really do hate Red Sox fans, though. It just, they I really, really, summer. really do. And so I don't I, care what happens for the rest of the year. We have to do this this weekend. Yeah, can I just enjoy a sweep? Uh, I couldn't. I honestly could not enjoy the sweep, guys. Sorry. Uh, I want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to feel uh, all the good vibes and everything. But um, it was a sweep against the Miami Marlins. Uh, 
they they, they could have easily lost all three of these games. Uh, the starting pitching was okay. Uh, the offense was not good. Uh, the bullpen was solid, probably did what it should have done. I'm not sold on anything yet. If we didn't acquire Anthony Rizzo at the trade deadline, it probably would have been a sweep in the other direction. Um, I am feeling good with the three wins. Don't get me wrong. Uh, we're, what are we staring at? 56 and 48 now. I'm loving that. Red That's Sox just gets right there. there. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, you got to get. Yeah, once we get 10 games over 500, 10 to 12 games over 500, I'll be feeling good and they can maintain a little bit of something. But guys, we can't overlook the fact that there's still a couple of these. Sandy Alcantara yesterday. That was yesterday, right? Or was that when was yeah. that Friday? That was that yesterday. Was that was that was yesterday. Yeah. Ten that strikeouts. Yeah. Ten strikeouts, man. Seven, seven shutout. Like that's that's not good. They, they got to We can't be doing this. Um, and then uh, they did get after Trevor Rogers a bit, but he was just coming off the I.L. Um, and then Zach Thompson had like a oh, pretty solid start for <laughs> an outing against the Yankees. So uh, not entirely sold on what's happening here. I do like the shift in energy. I do like the presence of Rizzo and the uh, uh, the uh, balance in the lineup now. I think that's done wonders, um, although we should be seeing. I, I want to see a blowout win. That's all I really want. I just want one blowout win against a shitty team so it doesn't seem like we're scratching and clawing um, to every single victory that we're that we're getting over this span but guess what you got you got to be some you got to be feeling somewhat good after that i'm i'm in the middle um and uh i really can't can't give we we shit on cashman really uh, every opportunity we get can't give him enough props for for these acquisitions at the deadline i think they're they're going to start to make all the difference i mean rizzo made the difference for these three games um which goes to show we were kind of talking about how the main issue here was with the rest of the roster and and whatever is rotten with the rest of the roster and whatever the other problems that were presenting themselves with everybody else the deadline acquisitions were only going to help for uh for for what for what they can but the the rest of the Yankees team has to figure out what's going on whether it's the whether it's the the uh the energy that that they're exuding whether it's their concentration or their ability to deal with high pressure situations we don't know what it is once again we're not there the other reporters are not there so we can't put a finger on the pulse of any of this um but you know we can put uh our finger on the pulse of um and that's that's the universe Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pew problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're, you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com and getting 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Are you ready for an out-of-world experience, fellas? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off not only in the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Wow. That's a, call that a market. I don't know who in South Africa is getting manscaped, but God bless you. Um, inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop 
Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Brock Boxer Briefs. That's our personal favorite. And a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. Guys, if you're interested, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com for a clean trinity and beyond. Your space balls will thank you. What is a clean trinity? I don't know. Manscaped, what is? I mean, yeah, you should do it, but I'm I'm not sure what that is. Um, Anthony Rizzo, conquering a hero, um, most important player in Yankees history. Discuss. Um, ridiculous to say, but just, you know, how often does someone come to New York and they're worse than they were in their previous location? Really how, how, how many times... Are the Yankees going to make a major trade acquisition that feels smart at the outset? The person arrives. They are bad in comparison to what we were told they were, and it just doesn't work, and you can tell from the first game. Anthony Rizzo dominated the weekend. First game hits a massive home run to break a scoreless tie. The Yankees go on to win that game 3-1. It took a lot of late eighth inning hits to extend that lead from one to three. Then Zach Britton almost blows up a dozen. Good win. Good baseball game. James and Tyone good yet again. Saturday, 3-2 ball game, holding on by a thread, got that wild pitch to take the lead, the, the patented Yankees wild pitch run scoring move. Rizzo hits a bomb again, a, and a bomb. Like, these are Bombs. two non-short porchers. These are massive ex- baseball exodus into the right uh, deep right field stands around the pole, and he's going to win that game 4-2. Again, after a Glaber Torres weird-ass brain fart thing puts the tying run on base in the ninth, Jonathan Lelizka closes it out. Anyway, I was at a wedding. I had a great time learning about that on my phone. Uh, Shout-out to the mobile app. You, you got to love the mobile app. Not a lot of service at that wedding. Still got the information I needed. And then Sunday, another tight one. Yanks are down one nothing the entire game. The entire game. It went from the first inning through the top of the eighth. Error on a double play ball by Giancarlo Stanton, who is still Giancarlo Stanton. Still not 799 OPS, just saying. Yeah, still not a joy to watch at this juncture. Hasn't been joyful for a long time. Lux out, ground ball, you know, somehow does not become a double play, ends up with runners on the corners. And Anthony Rizzo has a chance to deliver yet again. And of course, he does. You know, he's gonna line drive to left, strokes the game tire, easy judge, game winner. They get an insurance run on an absolute wackadoo play in the eighth, the top of the ninth. I forget we're on the road. Close it out in the bottom of the night. The Rollers Chapman closes it out again. Now, a trust tree. I don't know how high Chapman is on the trust tree, but he's earning he's earning his stripes back after the worst month of baseball post spider tack ban uh, ever. He's been somewhat reliable lately. Somewhat. Not gonna give. Not gonna imbue. Uh, you know, an air of uh, infallibility on Chapman, but. No blowout wins ever. Going to have to work on that. Would be really nice to win a game 8-2 or something. Um, they, don't, they do not do it. They didn't do it in any three instances against the Marlins, who have a good rotation for sure. And we saw Alcantara, and we ended up seeing Trevor Rogers, who were the best of the best. Of course we did. Yanks beat him three times. Hard to argue with three wins. Obviously not satisfied yet. Can't wait to see Rizzo in the Bronx instead of on the road. Joey Gallo. Saw the pitches we were told he would see this weekend, ripped a double at the end of Sunday's game, took his walks, built the pitch count up, you know, didn't hit the bombs we were expecting. Although I think his double uh, on Sunday is gone at Yankee Stadium. If not, it's clanging off the yeah, top of the wall. I'm, I'm pretty gone. sure it's gone. Yeah, I think it's gone. Uh, that was a rocket. The, the Marlins Park is weird. Uh, beautiful and weird. Good weird, but definitely strange. Um, 
I'm also going to give a shout out to Clay Holmes. Yeah. Who, uh, oh, I think yeah. most of us were like, what a ran- what a random acquisition. A guy with a 470 RA. I don't see it. Uh, he's been spotless in every outing with the Yankees, which has included uh, mop-up duty in the game where Albert Abreu got his tie, sp- his bow tie spun around repeatedly by the Rays <laughs> on Thursday. Uh, and then Clay Holmes came into two of these games and was uh, damn good, located the sinker. I don't know what the Yankees have taught him, but nine nine mile hour sinker might be effective. Maybe Jonathan Lewisica gave him some tips. They have a similar pitch mix. Uh, but if you can lock down that sixth inning and you're a dude who can come in in the middle innings and actually deliver, um, turns out they didn't really need to trade Luis Sessa because they didn't really need salary relief because they didn't really, uh, you know, take on a single dollar in any of these high-profile deadline trades. A uh, little weird. Maybe going to need an explainer from that at some point. But Clay Holmes, shout out. I like what I saw. And uh, yeah, the boys are coming home on Monday. Taylor made series against the Orioles. I mean, series against the Orioles. Where are, where are you bats? Where are we bats? Uh, This is where we need to do it. Like, look, I'm not, I'm not unhappy. They swept. I'm happy. They swept. I'm glad that this is this. They finally did what they were supposed to do. They finally finished off the series uh, off a series against an inferior team, managed to get a couple of bounces going their favor, managed to get some timely hits, this is what the Yankees need to be doing, guys. This is what they need to be doing if they want to win the division, which guess what is really not out of reach. It really it really depends on how you're going to look at the rest of the season. Do you think the trade uh, deadline acquisitions are going to revive the team? Great. They're seven games out of first and the Rays are now leading. They've kicked the Red Sox one and a half games back now after that sweep at, at the trop. Um, so and you got to look at how these other teams upgraded at the deadline. The Rays and the Sox did not upgrade nearly as uh, significantly as the Yankees did. I know the Rays did get Nelson Cruz, which we viewed as kind of a nightmare scenario, but the Rays have some pitching problems. They didn't, they didn't upgrade. They didn't upgrade their rotation. Glass now is, is out for the season. Now after Tommy John became official, um, they traded Rich Hill. Um, I know they have some younger guys that are getting the job done, but guess what? Those guys are not going to be able to get their innings count up as September rolls along. And as the postseason comes by, the Red Sox are banking on Chris sale coming back and being an ace. I guess what they, they guess they think he's going to be, he's going to be throwing complete game shutouts off Tommy John surgery. And even then a if rota- he is, even, even if, if he, he is, is the rest of the rotation, let's say he is, yeah, yeah, they could use a couple more of those. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the rotations of four ERA guys. So, Guys, I'm not the Yankees still have not proven much to me. They still seem to be a mediocre uh, media, a, a mediocre team who, who can fight for a wild card spot and doesn't really blow you away with any of their uh, kind of their play on the field has not blown me away this year yet. Uh, the, the offense, uh, I know the pitching has been good, but there's also been such bizarre blow ups with the pitching staff that it kind of brings everything else back down to earth. 56 and 48, certainly solid for a team of this caliber and the expectations heaped upon them. It's not good enough, but look, the schedule's tailor-made. You got the O's and the Mariners this week. The Mariners are obviously no slouch. The O's are probably the worst team in baseball. You, you, you have to, you have to sweep the Orioles now. And I, I, it's just simply what needs to happen. I, I you got to beat down on the inferior teams. You got lucky here because the you, I guess we thought the Rays and the Red Sox would beat up on each other. The Rays actually just beat the shit out of the Red Sox. Yeah, that did not um, happen. Yeah, so look, they have to take care of business against these bad teams, and this was the first indication that they, I guess, are up for the challenge in some capacity, but we need to see more convincing wins. We need to not be put into high-leverage situations in the eighth inning against 
the Miami Marlins for, you know, two days in a row. Um, and they, they need to just make sure that they're staying on track. I like, like I said before, I like the energy Rizzo's already bringing to the dugout. He's chatting it up with people. I like the embrace he had with Gary um, kind of brings another element alongside Rugi, Who's, who's out of the dugout. Uh, the first person out of the dugout to celebrate anything. So I think this will be the shift in what the Yankees need culturally. I think that's the biggest thing. And if they can play more relaxed, the offense will come. The, the bullpen will not be walking on eggshells every time they come out uh, to be put in a higher pressure situation and things will be fine. But I need to see a more consistent uh, uh, I need to see a more consistent stretch over what's been going on. Uh, not sold on anything yet. August is here and a lot of a lot of there's a lot of opportunities for the Yankees to take advantage. And this is when they need to do it to turn the tables and shift the momentum in their favor. I love it. I love our team. I'm I'm so tired of I love our team. I mean, no, I don't. But I'm so <laughs> tired of the uh, ridiculous, annoying like uh, Rizzo looks so depressed in the Yankees dugout. No, yeah. he doesn't. Is it just you're just nitpicking random images and congrats to Chicago. Like Chicago, just let us have fun. We, he'll probably come back to you in a little bit, like whatever. Um, but the Yankees have a golden opportunity here with the schedule. Uh, you know, Baltimore, 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 Seattle, 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 KC, 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 Chicago, White Sox, yikes. But keep in mind, they don't have days off here at all. They play, um, you know, they've already played a ridiculous number. They've already played six days in a row, Tampa and Miami. They've got seven in a row at home and then four in a row on the road. So 11 more straight games with no break, plus the six they've already played. 17 games in 17 days. Unrelenting. They're going to have to beat some bad teams, but it's going to be a little bit tougher to do it. A little bit late on our break here. We're going to take a quick one. When we come back, time to talk Red Sox Rays. Stick around. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Inks Go Yard podcast. Yeah, very, uh, very fun and interesting weekend. When the Red Sox and Rays play each other, it is always sort of a, uh, hey, you know, if one, maybe, you know, them splitting them. It's not so bad. Somebody gets two out of three. Not so bad. Hey, uh, it's not what happened. And so we've decided to launch into a little Red Sox fan flavored edition of the hate update. You're now listening to Thomas and Adam blasting the Boston Red Sox. This is the hate update. Ah, the Boston Red Sox fans are having an interesting Monday morning because they got swept and humiliated by the Tampa Bay Rays. They had a lot of opportunities with the bases loaded. They didn't cash in. It had some of their fans saying this is the unluckiest team in the world, to which we say, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. Look in a mirror. But they had a pretty unlucky weekend. J.D. Martinez is uh, frustrating them. They appear to be annoyed with J.D. He had a chance to tie the game with runners on the corners and two outs. In the ninth of what Xander Bogart's called a must-win game on Sunday, the Red Sox must not win and now they've been swept. They're a game and a half back of first place, which is fun. The Yanks are four games behind them in the loss column, which would have been zero if they had won those two bullpen meltdown games last week. Don't think about it. But four games back is not that many games back. 
four oh. games back in the loss, four games back in the loss column. They already did their victory laps, but now they're doing the apology laps. The hey, we, Jared Carabas did a video. Hey, keep mm. in mind, we never expected the Red Sox to do this. I mean, nobody expected this. You can't act like you're the World Series champions already in April, May, and June, and July, and then when August comes around, it gets a little tough. Say, hey, we never expected this. It's just gravy. We don't care, which is what Red Sox fans always do. I saw a Red Sox fan after they lost the first game of the series tweet, somebody who I've muted, but I check their account sometimes just to see what's up because they always show up on my feed. And the person was like, keep in mind, like you guys are stressing these games way too much. There's a team out there with a rotation of Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias, and Walker Bueller that you have to worry about. You know, Don't even sweat the Red Sox. To which I say, you know you can beat the Dodgers. You're just tweeting that to lower your own expectations to the when you actually beat the Dodgers. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe we walked off Kenley Jansen. Best Red Sox team ever. Like, you know you can do it. Shut the fuck up. Stop now pretending you don't think you're gods because just because you had a tough week. But then again, there's a little spiral potential in this Boston Red Sox team, isn't there, Thomas? I would love to see it, man. After all the shit talking after the first, oh, how many games back are you in fucking June? Like, it matters. Like, yeah, we yeah. sucked. Uh, the Yankees probably still might suck, but I, I, I'm not looking at the ALE standings in June. I'm looking at my team's performance and how they should be getting better and what's expected of them. Red Sox turned into the Yankees this weekend, three for 18 with runners in scoring position. I guess that's why, uh, yeah, they find Red Sox fans are finally getting a taste of what shitty baseball is and that de deeming it unlucky. Uh, if it, it, once again, it, I don't know, I, I don't want to say Red Sox fans are spoiled. I guess this generation of fans might be because they've seen so many championships, but like, yeah, they are. Yeah. This is a must. It's a must win game. It's the beginning of August and you're, you're you you have 63 wins it's not a must win game you're 20 game you're 20 games over 500 it's not a must win game you it's what bogart it? said it's what bogart i know said. but like uh, you know you look on twitter too even before that they were you know must you got to beat the raids it's a must win it's like no it's not must win do you know what you obviously do not know what must win is the yankees were 500 that that's that that's the must win territory when you're like oh shit another two losses could really really get the gears turning for this entire t this organization to decide to decide to sell uh, they, they clearly weren't red sox fans clearly weren't paying enough attention to the yankees situation to understand what a must win or uh, a dire situation is because if you think avoiding a sweep against the Rays in the beginning of August to go one and a half games back in the division is must win. Then uh, I guess God bless you for that sense of urgency, but then you're not, you're really not going to know what to do when shit gets a lot worse. Um, but yeah, Red Sox scored 10 runs over these three games against uh, largely a skeleton crew of Rays pitching, which is kind of encouraging and makes me feel good. Cause like I said before, Rays, no more Rich Hill, Glassnow's out for the season. I know that's that's that we we were expecting that to happen, right? Uh, because he was rehabbing, um, and it was an elbow issue. You didn't really you, you you got the feeling that he was not coming back. Yeah. Um, and they have, you know, it's Ryan Yarbrough, Josh Fleming, Shane McClanahan, Michael Waka. Like these guys are getting Good. the job done still, and it's expected. It's almost like. I don't know too much about the Red Sox Rays history. I don't know. You you probably do because you're a, a fucking historian of every aspect of AL East baseball. But like, I don't think I do. Yeah, the Yankees are expected to just punt. The, the Rays are the antithesis of the Yankees. That's why we get so frustrated with the Rays. And that's why it's such a storyline when the Yankees eat paint against the Rays, because it's like, great. These guys have a $70 million payroll. They're throwing out guys 
to start games who have been hybrid relievers all year or, oh, great, they're bringing up Luis, P- Luis Patino to start against us and he's a top prospect who doesn't have that much experience or, oh, Shane McClanahan is going to keep, you know, buzzsawing us. So it's almost like expected for the Yankees to do that. When the Red Sox do this and with all, uh, with kind of the, the momentum they had coming into the break and the way that their offense has been performing and the way that they're over, overall the team has been overachieving this does this this does seem bad for the Red Sox. So I do uh, kind of understand where their fans are coming from, um, because if you were, uh, but once again, they weren't ex- they weren't supposed to be this good, guys. So it's all right. Yeah, yeah. But, baseball just stopped mattering at some point on Sunday. Yeah. It's, there are big, there are bigger problems in the world like world hunger and stuff. So you don't <laughs> actually have to, you know, baseball. You know, take it or leave it. Yeah, but with a team that had this a lot of momentum coming into the break, the Yankees, with you very much knew the Yankees had their backs against the wall. All you really had to do was keep pace with the Rays, and what do the Red Sox do? They kind of eat shit against the Rays, and now really I, don't, I don't really know. Like, I, I'm not a Red Sox fan, so I don't know what the sense of urgency is at this point. But look, guys, you got the Tigers next. You got the Blue Jays after that, and then you have another opportunity to redeem yourself against the Rays. Um on uh, at home. So I'm sure they'll be fine, but to, to do, to do that in the manner in which they did was certainly a bad look. And I'm glad that people are starting to feel the pressure a little bit because the Red Sox, the 2021 Red Sox, the way that they've been playing very uncharacteristic of them to go to Tropicana and kind of lay down like that and, and sound the, the, the urgency bells and heading into that final, final game, calling it a must win. And then, and then absolutely falling flat on their face. Yeah, Alex Cora had some Aaron Boone quotes after that one, too. Um, Does it like we're still good? It's just four games. We're still good. Like if it weren't Alex Cora, we would be like, oh, my God, a moron is here. A moron is speaking. But since it's Alex Cora, we're like, okay, yes, genius. Yes, yes, queen. Um, Shocker that they couldn't come through with runners in scoring position on the road. Anybody shocked? It's hard. The sight lines at Tropicana Field are hard. It's hard to get like the scoreboard blinking or it's hard to like get the trash can noises going. So <laughs> I guess I don't know where the video room is, but it seems like J.D. Martinez maybe was denied access to it over the weekend at, at Tropicana. Um, he is slumping. Also, Nick Pavetta, the Nick Pavetta victory lap was uh, was loud and mm-hmm. confident a couple months ago. Yeah. Four point five seven ERA. It's now higher than Martin Perez, who's got a four point five six ERA. Both pretty bad, but. Uh, did you solve Nick Pavetta or did you just get a hot month oh. and a half from Nick Pavetta? It's, it's a good question. Yeah, someone uh, called me out about that after his first force. Oh, this takes look. It was my take that the everyone uh, talking about the spin rate and how the Red Sox are going to reinvent him because he had four good starts. Here we are 17 starts later and he's the four, four and a half ERA pitcher with a 1.32 whip. Not good. Yeah, nice curveball. I mean, we're just getting our shots in where we can. Because yeah. look, the Red Sox fans are going, "Whoa, uh, how are you ten and three against us? If you're good and we suck, you obviously don't suck." But you experienced pain this weekend for the first time in a long time. Um, you're expecting Chris Sale to come back and be dominant, Chris Sale. And you know what? I'm actually going to give you that one because Chris Sale is a crazy person. So I sort of don't think the shackles are going to be on Chris Sale when he comes back. I think he's probably yeah. going to give you seven good innings when he can. He's he's insane. He already had the surgery. So like the number one thing you're worried about is pitchers having Tommy John. He already had it. He's probably not going to have it again. Uh, he's probably going to be crazy when he comes back. He's a very good pitcher. So one time out of five, your rotation is going to be stabilized by Chris Sale. Nathan Evaldi's ERA is three seven one. Good. Got beaten up in his first real test of the year against the Rays. And the rest of the rotation is four point five, four point five, five point five in the ERA department. Um, 
That just is true. Those are the numbers of the ERAs of the people that are in the rotation. I don't think Garrett Richards is going to lose his job. Maybe he will. Um, it's between Garrett Richards and Erod, right? Somebody's got to go. I guess yeah. Garrett Richards is probably most likely to go to the pen. Uh, but Tanner Houck is probably better than all three of those people, and he's not going to be in the rotation unless the Red Sox really want to get bold and, and send two veterans to the bullpen or DFA Garrett Richards and move Eduardo Rodriguez to the pen or phantom IL somebody. I don't know. Um, this is probably enough Red Sox talk, but just know that when you're tweeting at us saying, you know, oh, why are we 10 and three against you? If we're so bad and you're so good, we don't think we're good. We know you're 10 and three against us, but we know the Yankees lineup has changed significantly in the last couple of days. And we know the Red Sox pitching is taking big steps back every time they take them out. So I wouldn't be so damn confident if I were you. I just wish you people could face, you know, you're facing adversity for the first time now. Not fair to log on and say, you know, we never expected the team to be this good. You know, you were brash and annoying for several months. You have to eat your pill now. We had to eat our, we had to eat, do a Yankees podcast every Monday going, what is going on? What is happening? Why do we blow a nine run lead with two outs in the ninth and the pitcher up? We had to do this every Monday for two months. You can't log on after, uh, you know, Sunday night baseball and say, you know, we tried our best, but gosh darn it, the Red Sox just aren't good enough because that's not what you were telling us all year. So you got to take your medicine a little bit. Um, any final thoughts, Thomas? You want to talk about our actual team for a little bit? Yeah, I like our team. Um, I think that. I, I'm very encouraged with um, the starting rotation. Uh, Jameson Tyone, another another good outing. Uh, I know it was a little bit laborious. He didn't get through uh, five, or he didn't get through what six? He five and two thirds because his pitch count was up there. Um, same thing yeah. with Jordan Montgomery. But yeah. I, I'm not concerned about that as long as we're getting as long as we're getting a decent amount of length. We need five or six from those guys, and then we can turn it over to the bullpen um, without it being disastrous. I think uh, JMO didn't give up a run and. Montgomery gave up one. Um, I know uh, once again, I know it's the Marlins, but this is consistent from these guys lately. Um, and if that's the length and if that's the length that our rotation is going to get, assuming what, uh, what did Boone say? We can expect Kluber and Severino back uh, between August 20th and September 1st. Yeah. Um, so if we're looking at a rotation with Garrett Cole leading the top, and then you have any sort of mix of, uh, I, I still don't know what they're going to do with Severino. I'm not entirely convinced he's going to be a starter when he comes back, but no, he's not Chris sale. He's not. Yeah, no. So uh, I'm, I'm thrilled because if we can get for the first time in forever, we're going to have a combination of trade deadline acquisitions and then re well, real trade deadline acquisitions. And then the Yankees version of trade deadline acquisitions, hmm. guys getting promoted or guys coming back from injury. We're going to have a combination of that over the next three, four weeks. And hopefully we're going to see it come to fruition nicely because if we're being honest, guys, the pitching staff has not really been the problem this year. The problem has been the offense. So if these trade deadline acquisitions can give the offense any sort of life in terms of having them deliver in clutch situations or played more, uh, playing more laid back in the beginning of games and getting after the starting pitcher. And we have a rotation where guys one through five can really give you quality, a quality outing, regardless of the opponent. This changes the entire dynamic of the season. I know we were talking about this since day one and how uh, how the additions of Kluber and Tyone, while risky, yes, did give the Yankees this potential. You talk about Domingo Herman's presence too, but now he's on the IL. Um, nonetheless, you get – because now we're seeing the whole – another layer to the starting rotation being this deep and, and, and this uh, effective is taking the pressure off the bullpen, which has experienced – 
way more problems than we could have ever imagined this year. So I think we're slowly seeing a transformation. At least I hope we're slowly seeing this transformation of the rotation coming together. These back end guys continually giving, uh, putting forth these gutsy, um, somewhat lengthy outings and then turning it over to a bullpen. Who's a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more well-rested. And you're going to have that top to bottom finish as long as the offense can deliver. I understand it's all these moving parts and everything, but um, I think it starts with, the rotation being able to hold its own and turn it over to the bullpen and not, and not have it be a crisis situation for guys who clearly in the bullpen cannot handle that type of thing. Cause we we've seen a lot of those issues um, over the last couple of years. So um, very encouraged by Monty and Tyone. Uh, those are, those are my big shout outs and that's what I'm looking forward to most. Yeah. Monty is something like the 15th best pitcher in baseball by yeah. some metrics. Um, what a, what a season for him. It feels like the same start every time it's like slight struggles in the first and then he just completely buckles down. It's tough when the team can't hit for him. So like struggling in the first leads to one, nothing in the seventh. And you're like, come on. But the, the numbers are there. You know, he has been amazing. He's not supposed to be anything more than a four or five. And I guess maybe yeah. he theoretically isn't, but he looks like a two some days. He's great. Like, and all, if you look like a two some days, you're probably a three. So that is good. Monty is exceeding a lot of expectations. He's been awesome largely this year. Um, love to see what he's been providing. Um, and the bullpen, look, you know, we were getting on Boone for the weird decisions he made in Boston last weekend, and rightly so. Sometimes if you're going to have a close game every day, you got to go to some combination of Britton Chapman, Loisaga, and Chad Green. You just have to do it. And so the reason those guys look so tired sometimes it's because the Yankees play a close game every single goddamn day. Like they, they can't get out of a series without playing a four, two game or a three, one game or something like they, they played three extremely classic Yankees games this weekend. They got clutch hitting mostly from Anthony Rizzo, but all of these games were losable. They won them all thanks to good relief pitching, but sometimes things aren't going to look quite that pretty. That's why you need to start banging a little bit. That's why the Yankees are lucky. They lost the final game of the Rays series by a hilarious score of 14, nothing. <laughs> Because it allowed those losers, it allowed those tired guys in the bullpen to finally get some time off. Losing 14-0 isn't good, but you'd rather lose that last game 14-0 than lose it 5-4 in 10 innings, especially if you took the first yeah. two, especially headed into a new series. Um, looked weird. It wasn't fun. Nobody had fun, but it's, it's the right outcome. So let's hopefully get one or two in this Orioles series that look a little more Yankees-ish. Let's try to put some runs on the board against Jorge Lopez. Um, they face Matt Harvey in the third game of the series. Reportedly, he is working on three straight scoreless outings that have lasted over six innings. I believe it's something ridiculous. Uh, Matt Harvey is finding his groove. I I'm actually not excited for that. Hopefully, the Yankees could scratch one out. But we made fun of ourselves and Matt Harvey beat us earlier in the year. Now he's apparently good. So I don't know what's going on. Um, but the Yankees have an opportunity in this series to do some damage against an Orioles team that is falling below uh, these modest expectations they set for themselves earlier in the year. Even without the days off, big opportunities incoming. Yeah, and we miss John Means in this one, guys. So really, once again, a tailor. I know some of the situations uh, in terms of Matt Harvey are coming up for the Orioles, but they've largely not been good. We're not going to see their best pitcher, and we're apparently on a roll. And these are the teams we have to take advantage of. Don't really well, look at the year. We'll talk. I'll talk about it till the day I die. The 2018 Red Sox. What did they do? They beat the living shit out of bad teams. They pounded them into the dirt. That's all. That's how they got to 108 wins. And I think they went it. undefeated against the Orioles. I could be wrong. It was something ridiculous. And that's what we were. That's what we were angry with the Yankees that year for, because they 
managed to, they would punt a game in a series against the Tigers or the Orioles. And you're like, dude, what are you doing? We need to win all these games. These are bad teams. Let's just do it. Red Sox beat the ever ever loving shit out of all of the bad teams. And if the Yankees can get on a streak of doing that with this soft schedule coming up over the next two months, then they're really going to put themselves in a position to put pressure um, on the Rays and the Red Sox coming down the stretch could change the entire narrative of the season. So please guys, let's get the job done. Not asking, not asking for a series sweep against the Mariners. I know that'll be a lot more difficult, although their morale is now shattered because their GM decided to sell um, their uh, what all-star closer to the division rival Astros and cool make, and help the Astros Astros guys. Uh, really did some good work on uh, right before the trade deadline, bolstering their bullpen. They got Kendall Graben, they got Yimi Garcia, and they got uh, what's his name from the Indians? Uh, Maton. Maton. Phil, yeah. Maton. Phil Maton, who's not entirely great, but he's he's got sixty one strikeouts in forty one innings. I think he has like a four four or four five ERA. Um, but that gives them another strikeout guy. Yimi Garcia has experience in the back end. Kendall Graveman, obviously, has been one of the best closers in baseball um, in this very bizarre season for him. I think he's this is is this second year uh, being a reliever because he started off his career as a starter. Um, I think so. I'm not even sure if he was yeah. a reliever on purpose for a while. But, yeah. yeah. So whatever's happened, he's raking the Mariners. The There was a problem in that clubhouse after uh, general manager Jerry DePoto decided to ship him over to Houston. Um, so maybe we do catch uh, a demoralized Mariners team coming across uh, the country after that, after that rough trade. And they lost two straight walk-off games this weekend against the Texas Rangers. Um, so could be in a great position to succeed here. Yankees simply have to take advantage of it. And Tigers, do us a favor, man. Just get, kick the Red Sox down a little bit more. AJ Hinch, come on, dude. Your boy he's got across some pitching. The, yeah, he's got, he's got some, some pitching. pitching advantages. Come on. I don't come know on. who's starting the first game. I've never, I, I haven't heard of this person, but he's got Mize. He's got Scooble. Come on. Yeah, come on, please. Come on. All right, that's that's it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with the mailbag question. If you'd like to, we'd be more than willing to answer it. Until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. You can also find us on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. You can also come visit us at YanksGoYard.com. We got plenty of content there for you. It's not slowing down even after the trade deadline. You better believe it. Um, and guess what, guys? If you lasted this long uh, listening to us, we got a special guest for you on Wednesday. So stay tuned. It's going to be a fun time. And uh, we're going we're gonna to entertain from all angles on this one. Oh, stay tuned, everybody. And by the way, late breaking news, Jameson Tyone, American League Pitcher of the Month for July. How Look about at it? that. He deserves it. Absolutely deserves it. Did not see that coming. Stick around. We'll see you on Wednesday. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.